Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. My name's Charles. Welcome along to the Cobblers podcast that everybody loves so much. Um, first of all, joining me this week are the wonderful Jeffy, Danny, and Neil. How are you guys? Are you okay? Good, Charles. I'll go first. Good. Yeah, I'm better. Thanks for filling in with me. Filling in with me? No, that's not right. <laughs> Thanks for filling in for me, Neil. On uh, oh, yeah. the, we had a lovely night didn't on we, the old Jack? preview didn't show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did the preview show as well and filled in. Yeah, yeah, it was a busy night. <laughs> I enjoyed, particularly enjoyed Charles comparing watching the Cobblers to S and M. Yes, <laughs> it was one of my highlights. <laughs> Oh dear, I'd, I'd forgotten I'd said that. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it as well. Um, Jeffy, how are you, mate? Obviously, we d- don't get really to speak to you too much during the week at the moment because you're a busy bee. Hey, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good, good, thank you very much. Um, I want to start this week's show by by simply saying to Neil, you must be really, really happy because you finally got your water park. <laughs> <laughs> the rapids um, <laughs> yeah the weather good result though all in all 
Excellent result, <laughs> yeah. if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good night. Good old PP. It was a. Uh, oh, it was one of them, wasn't it? We very rarely actually get a game called off for a waterlogged pitch, do we? Um, had everyone out in force though, didn't it? Blaming training on the pitch and blaming why didn't we have frost covers on there? Because they're for frost, not for. Oh, water. I love that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Poor yeah. Keith. Frost didn't covers. get away with it, does he? But he's thinking, oh, I've got game postponed. I won't get any flack this week. But... <laughs> <Game> <laughs> absolutely i i i really enjoyed the oxford fans that were just you know the, these are oxford fans fans of a team that were what five years ago in the conference maybe a bit longer than that in fairness to them but not so long ago in the conference simply replying to ntfc's tweet saying hashtag tin pot <laughs> they've only got three three stands <laughs> I know. I was like that going, you're hey, calling us too much. No, I'm in a position yeah. to lecture people about stands. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the irony of it. <laughs> Look at our ground. Oh, Come along. Join in the fun. At least we have, Here, have 10 million though. quid. We, we have a structure to our stand. We technically still have four stands. One of them's abysmal, abysmal but at least we still have it. Like There's an in, it was intentionally built with just a fence, which I find remarkable, really. I would be interested to know their reaction when they have a game called off. It's normally... Oh, yeah, but didn't you see they compared it to a year ago when they had a game against, I think it was Ipswich or something, and it was lashing it down, and the groundsman worked tirelessly, forking the pitch for hours before kickoff. And, yeah, they they got their game on. (gasps) Well done. Well, I think Oxford are bell ends, aren't they? Absolutely. I, I said before... That Oxford, I think I wrote in the in the blog piece that I put with the preview show on cobblesme.com, saying that Oxford are like the they're the they're the fun rivalry. Because maybe that's because of the fact that we've always tended to beat them apart from this season, um, in the last sort of six, seven years. But they, they sort of showed their more um you know, annoying side this weekend, I thought. Just a bit childish really i get it they've had more games called off than most and none of them according to oxford fans have been because of their fault mostly i think it's been covid postponements didn't they have that game with crew postponed about four times in a row or something yeah, that's pretty tin pot to get a covid postponement though we've not had one of those yeah you're right now <laughs> quite right too i love um, keith Cole coming out with his ballsy um no i'm not surprised that we haven't had any covid things going on you know we, oh yeah, he was he was quite bullish about it, wasn't he? He was like, "No, we're 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 doing a fab job." Yeah. That's but I, I don't blame him. Let I him don't blame him. Guarantee. But do, do you know what? Do you know what's going to happen? It's going to we'll back. Yeah, it's going to backfire massively. We're going to have like ten games postponed because we can't be a team. There'll be a picture in the cron of Harry Smith licking lampposts or something. <laughs> Is that where you get it from? Is it lampos? Oh, well, it's, I don't know. It's new to me. It's like the new strain. Dangerous, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the lampo strain. <laughs> Brand new strain. Love that. Oh, dear. Um, you might notice that we haven't really got an awful lot to talk about <laughs> yeah. this week. Yeah, good night. Um, See you next week. Uh, so, yeah. Um, interesting. The, the last time that a game at Sixfields was called off for a, a waterlogged pitch, or as Jeffy likes to call it, warthogs, um, was back in January 2014 so you know well over six years ago Rochdale 28th of January um was our last postponement but interestingly uh Danny there were more than one game called off that month three of them in total two of them at Sixfields and one in Torquay yeah that was the was that when Wilder was just coming in 
and he signed Emil Sinclair on deadline day. That scrambled together. Emil Sinclair and what were we saying before? Alan Connell, wasn't that the other one? Yeah. So he, and he, I think I don't think that was too much of a bother to him that those games were called off. I think it gave him a little bit more time to set up and get everything together. And then he actually, I think he won all of the postponed games, didn't he? At least, or at least two of them he won. And also as well, it, it worked in our favour massively because unfortunately for Torquay, we ended up relegating them in the process, didn't we? I know they were kind of almost there already, but it meant that that, oh, I love this phrase and you'll love it, Danny, that six pointer thing came in a bit yes. more played, didn't it? Said that early, six minutes in and already said a six pointer. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I mean, we set Torquay on their way to being managed by Gary Johnson, didn't we? Sorry, Torquay fans. Do you have to mention his name? Just bring the tone down. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, maybe what you said about, you know, Wilder not being maybe particularly displeased about the postponements could be the same as said this time around with, with Keith. He did make two signings last week. He's, he's finishing his jigsaw, already. isn't he? Finishing it. All right, Stampy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't see why Keith would want it called off, though. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like it we've got... Make a lot of sense. There's no space to put it in either, really. Because you think now every postponement is going to be another like muddle up to the season. Because if we're trying to fit Tuesday night games in, everyone else is having COVID games called off. That other teams aren't going to have the space to fit it in, are they? So we need. To I want to see us with a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Neil, you're laughing about this now. But I reckon in about four weeks, that's what we'll be doing. That's the dream, isn't it? That that sort of. I mean, it will relegate us probably because we won't be able to cope, but bankrupt us as well. <laughs> I follow is expensive. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> 30 quid a week. Oh, my word. The, Somebody bring me a warm towel. The thing is, though, just talking about the whole bankruptcy thing, it's quite interesting because I was watching that. Um, this is very off track, but it's a relevant point. Um, the Salford documentary on Sky Sports, and um, Gary Neville was saying it's like three grand. Um, per away game if you have to stay over. So if you're playing in like Blackpool or whatever, that's like £3,000 the club have got to fork out just to play. That's a lot of money. Sure, it depends where you stay. Good job they they're not saying, playing but subs They were as saying well, budget. They were saying like the budget budget, like the lowest. And it was still three grand because they've got so many humans. <laughs> got yeah, a lot of humans to cater for. Really cheap places in Blackpool. <laughs> I don't too. doubt that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's if you choose to stay over. I know it's the most obvious thing to do is to stay over the night before, but you don't have to. You could just drive up there on the way and, you know, on the morning of the game. Surely there's there's a cheaper way of doing it as well by hiring a sleeper bus. Winnebago. Or a Winnebago, yeah. (laughs) Buy one. How much you get one of them for these days? I don't know how much they are. Don't know. A couple of grand. A couple of grand? What, for a Winnebago? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Be an old one, like. like the one out of Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just get an old second-hand one off of, uh, I don't know, scrap heap somewhere, or just go camping. Just camp the night before a game. That'd be good for them. Oh no! Bit of team. Oh, yeah. Who'd be the first to get eaten by a mountain wolf? <laughs> <laughs> who's oh. who's slow? Oh, uh, <laughs> slowest member of the squad. I don't know, actually. Who is the oh, size? Probably Joe Martin. It? It's a shame we haven't Joe got Martin. Alan because he could just take them on completely, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd, yeah, he'd, he'd make a, a sec- yeah, he'd, he'd have a fight with the animals, but also he'd make some kind of like security center where he was just in charge of. He just put himself in charge, and like guaranteed, guaranteed though, right? Sam Hoskins would be the first one out there. He wouldn't be waiting for no man, would he? 
<laughs> no, he'd be gone. He'd be the one. He would it. be gone. Yeah. Alan, Moff, lads. Alan Sheehan would have the fire up and going in no time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I, I, Ricky Holmes, Nicky Adams, just sat there with the uh, flip flops on. But yeah, they'd have their flip flops on, chilled as anything. They would not even be bothered. No, yeah, I, think, I think Nicky Adams would be fuming. He'd... What's this nonsense, Keith? <laughs> I, I can't see Nicky Adams camping. No, he doesn't strike me as a camper. <laughs> Do you know, Nick, Nick Adams uh, uh, followed me on Instagram today. Ooh. And uh, he, he, in, in return, I followed him back. And the very first thing <laughs> I love I you saw... said that that way around. Oh, yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> and uh, the very first thing that I saw in his stories, bless. It's a lovely little uh, thing, this. Uh, it's his youngest. So four kids has he got, I think. Um, one of them's a baba. And he was eating cereal. And it was the messiest thing you've ever seen. And Nicky Adams is just there in the background going, go on, lad. <laughs> oh, we love it. It's Nicky brilliant. Adams. Nicky it. Adams is Absolutely great. Absolutely loved it. Beautiful insight into his beautiful family. It was lovely. Absolutely. Um, back to the campfire. Oh, yeah. Who's singing back around this campfire? Because we've not got Billy Waters. Oh, yeah. Who's got the guitar Who's out? Singing? Sam would have the guitar out. Billy I Waters reckon. would appear from nowhere. <laughs> Back. Hi boys, I'm back. It's the it's time, actually, my time, guys. It's actually still on loan everywhere. He's, he's still it's still part of our squad. He's, he's back. Will uh, Will Yasaka Sam just be in the bushes, just staring out? Yeah, staring out. Yeah, can I come back in yet? <laughs> Keith, I reckon Keith would be a good camper. Oh, he's from the West Country. Of course, he would be. He'd be a good camper, wouldn't he? Yeah, be of course he would he'd be. All, type, he'd have all the cooking implements and the yeah, he would. All yeah, the tin prepared. And... People from the West Country do camping properly. <laughs> He'd be pointing out each each flower and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? He would when he strikes me. He's a well, he's a he, he likes it. He's all about the details, Keith, isn't he? Whereas we look at something yeah. and go, "Well, that's a flower." Keith would be like, "Well, that's actually a Chrysin nineteen thirty two version." It's <laughs> <laughs> not a car deal. I, know, I think I made up a flower then as well. But the accuracy of this actually is so on point here. This is absolutely what Keith Cole would be like. I'm I can see it now. He'd also he'd have a a map around his neck in a protected by like a plastic thing as well just in case it rains like a mac or do you mean a no a map as in a map to know where you're going yeah a map and a compass compass. i mean he'd probably have a mac as well i'd imagine oh he definitely got one of those one of those like plastic ponchos that you get given at wimbledon no no he'll have one from the north face or something (laughs) <laughs> I love a proper one, you mean. Yeah. But do you reckon that he'll come prepared? Oh, he'll yeah. He'll have like 25 of those plastic ponchos just to give out to the squad. And get them running oh, up yeah. some hill for some training. Just, but he'd just, have had a mare. He'd have, yeah. got, he'd, have got, he'd have got them all in small. <laughs> <laughs> just have to deal with it. Yeah. <clears throat> Guaranteed Colin West bringing the um, cool bag as well. Oh, cool. yeah. Colin oh, West is definitely got the cool bag. <laughs> As soon as they set off, right, who wants a beer, lads? <laughs> In the Winnebago. Some out supplies of food to all the uh, the campers. Bless him, doing uh, doing his rounds. God love Morts. They'll all, they'll all just be on jam sandwiches for lunch and then, you know, sort of campfire stew. Yeah. Campfire stew tin. It's basically a tin of beans and heated up on a campfire. There you go. Campfire there you go, boys. stew. It's so good. Yeah. So good. I, Love campfire stew. I actually can't imagine any of the squad are probably that into camping. 
Should we ask Michael him? Ha- if you're listening, can you let Michael us know? Michael maybe. I reckon Michael Harriman might. He's got... He's a prepared man, isn't he? Yeah, he's a prepared guy, isn't he? I reckon Joseph Mill's gone to a few Glastonbury's. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He, absolutely. Of course. I think um, you'd, you'd probably have... The the big issue would be tearing the players away from like their Xboxes and their Playstations. Because it does seem... And their dogs as well. They all seem to have dogs. Harry Smith's got a dog. Who else has got Hoskins a dog? Hoskins has got a dog. Hoskins has got a dog. Hoskins. Know, well, he's not one of our Hoskins. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> dogs are quite popular though aren't they dogs are popular one in three yeah, you're people a cat in the person, UK though, have yeah. a dog wow how many one in three wow so uh, who's got a dog here not me I've got nope, a cat I, I did have two but Sean ran oh. one over oh well I've just shown Dibble. that one in three is incorrect <laughs> <laughs> one in four you're both one wrong. in four <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Um, love it. Right, well, well, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll think of something else to talk about. <laughs> Hello, it's Danny here and I just wanted to thank you for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me and to tell you how you can help support the podcast. Every week I badger Charles to play Name That Bench every single time or to talk about Sam Hoskins' goal at Tranmere for the whole hour, meaning editing is a lot more challenging than squeezing Richard Hope into an all-time Cobblers 11. That's why we set up our own Patreon page. For just five US dollars a month, that's around four quid, you'll help to keep the podcast going and get your very own thank you jingle. So if you enjoy what we do and want to support us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Now, back to the pod. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining us on It's All Cobblers to Me. We are talking nonsense as per usual, especially seeing as the weather decided to call our game off against Oxford at the weekend. But never fear, because we have a question, Neil, that came into the post bag from the one and only Gareth Kingston. Now, this was a little while ago and we've, we've kept it for a special occasion. And I think that this is indeed a special occasion, i.e. when we've got nothing to talk about. Dear Neil, While watching the playoff final for the gazillionth time, I wondered, is there another cobbler's moment as guaranteed to raise a chuckle as Samuel Tobias Hoskins wailing, fucking square it, to Callum Morton? What was he wailing? Fucking square it. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Hello, you're back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I couldn't hear you, Charles. Fucking square it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? Um, was there another, to, another moment to guarantee to raise a chuckle? Just mm, last yeah. season or like as a Cobblers fan? No, as a Cobblers fan, There's I been think. so Anything many for the all the catalog? wrong reasons, right? Oh, there's quite a few though, isn't there? What about yeah. uh, plastic chair gate? Yeah, plastic that was chair. amazing. Oh, plastic chair yes. gate. Yeah, wheelchair pitch invasion. Yeah, wheelchair that was pitch a invasion. One. Yeah. Um, the corner flag last season. What happened with the corner flag? It's got oh, it died, didn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was great. It died. <laughs> the Alan, Alan beat the ball at the. Yeah, obviously, Alan. That I mean, that's a given. That Kevin went Bambi. down in history. 
Actually, in the, in the, more, oh, more Kevin than Van Kevin Van Veen is actual Tim, Tim Oglethorpe's commentary over <laughs> Kevin Van Veen's sending off the joy in yeah. his voice. He actually laughed as well. I know he was trying to stay professional, but you could hear him giggling. It was great. Um, <laughs> there was all the, in in that playoff game. There was also the moment where the veil dropped. Keith Curl's veil dropped, yes. and, and for one moment, he he was just pure childhood joy on his face. And, and then suddenly realised where he was and that he had a job to do and, and had to reel off some words like fundamentals and jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some it was, more I, I think I replied to this because um, I remember in the in the 90s we had David Rennie. Oh, what a player. What a, what a man. He was like the um, <clears throat> the precursor to Alan in a lot of ways, apart from he played centre-back. But there was one game, I can't remember who we were playing, where he's, he's caught the ball on a volley and it absolutely pelted someone in the face one of the defenders and he's just gone down like in slow motion you know when you fall backwards in slow motion it's completely knocked him out and he's just, it just felt and as a kid that's like the greatest thing ever <laughs> it's like, oh. yes yes Rennie he is one of the best <laughs> do you remember when John Joe had to be rescued by KT at Exeter when we won the league no do you not remember that so we all invaded the pitch at Exeter obviously yeah. like you do because basically what Exeter had done in their infinite wisdom this was before the new stand loosely put stand was put in and it basically was just concrete but they they put these metal railings in um but hadn't really done anything other than put that there so when the final whistle went they were kind of taken aback by the fact that all of us just jumped over the metal railings got onto the pitch and then John Joe O'Toole just went missing literally all the players were up on the stand Exeter City in fairness were amazing they were playing we are the champions and all that jazz it was great fun but all the players were lined up in the stand and then all of a sudden I think everyone started to realise that John Joe O'Toole was not there he was somewhere in amongst the fans so Kelvin Thomas had to come out of the tunnel to rescue him that was a great oh, really? day yeah have you never heard that uh, there's a photo no. floating around on social media of that day and Kelvin literally had to drag him into the tunnel because he was literally just no one could find him He'd just disappeared. And then uh, David Buchanan was like soaking some kind of like giant um, inflatable um, champagne bottle. And you had a crocodile with Ricky Holmes kicking about. That was great. (laughs) I remember going back to you talking about David Rennie, Danny, reminded me. Didn't somebody fall down a uh, like a, a, a post goalpost sort of hole? Yeah, six fields. Was it like an NFL pit post? Yeah, I think they played like one NFL game, didn't they, on the pitch at some point? Yeah, and I'm sure I don't. I'm trying to. I'm sure somebody fell down a hole at six fields once, like in the nineties. I've got vague memories of it. I can't remember who it was, but and then the, the penalty, yeah, the penalty spot disappeared once as well. The penalty spot, yeah, I remember the penalty spot disappearing. That was that was good. Yeah. Um, Have I mentioned the QPR fan on here before? I can't remember. And we'd beaten no. QPR away, and we've <laughs> won the coach on the way out. Of, um, on, the, on the coach on the way out of Loftus Road, and giving it all the bigger and out the out the out the window. We just won one nil. One of their fans is just giving it all back to us, like giving us the showing us the bird, as uh, Oglethorpe would say. <laughs> and he's too distracted, and he walks straight into a lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Incredible. the whole whole coach load of cobblers fans just like breaking up into hysterics. I love that. That's that's good. Um we did have um Giles said on the Slack channel that he remembers um 
he had a couple of suggestions. He said, remember that game at Basingstoke where Carl Haggs dive into the snow um, after scoring in the did penalty he, shootout? Did he dive apparently. into the snow or did he just... That was Larry who dived into the snow. Carl Haggs I thought it was Larry at P&E. Yeah, no, um, that was Larry at Sixfields, that one. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, yeah, right. Haggs was just a shirt off, throwing it around his head kind of thing, I think. Oh, okay. There was, he also mentioned, and, and of course we all remember this, um... Uh, pissing on Grimsby's promotion party. Mm, yeah, Ryan Gilligan scored in the last minute. That was always fun. That'll raise a smile, won't it? Absolutely. Um, Do you remember Kung Fu then, Coventry? Kung Fu Coventry. I love the fact that you've you've thought up tabloid sort <laughs> <Coventry>. of headlines <laughs> for these. Jeffy, go on. Remember when we played and they were pro- I mean, fair play. Coventry were going through the mill at the time. I think. Well, I mean, they always are, but specifically so so they got all the flares and stuff and we're launching them and um then all of a sudden all these coventry players uh, all these coventry fans started running on the pitch and um one of our stewards just rugby tackled him to the floor do you not remember that that was a couple of years ago now i don't know what's that no there was a fight i remember a fight between two was it that two was cardiff people? wasn't cardiff, it yeah it's a massive ruckus mm. um yeah, that was good. Yeah, what else raises a chuckle? It's, it's that thing, isn't it, of, of of what has made us. I mean, obviously, there's there's promotions and things like that, but it's it's the it's the funny moments, isn't it? Like like the the wheelchair pitch invasion that is so surreal, you can't help but just laugh at it. Yeah, it's, it's so just the ones you think back to like that. <laughs> just like, and that's what football is not all about. The the games you remember, it's about the funny moments of the stuff you just laugh at together. So that was a, I enjoyed that question to start thinking about that kind of thing. I think um, Roz said about um, the last home game of 2011 and Liam McKenzie was left out of the team. Oh, yes. And he ended up in, he went and sat with uh, the North Stand. That was, uh, that was good. I mean, that that kind of thing always raises a smile, doesn't it? When the players kind of get involved with with the fans, because you've got that happened at Oldham, didn't it? Oldham away, um, not obviously last season now, but the season before, where um, Bukes and and John Joe they came in, didn't they, and and sat in the stand with all of us. Hello, <laughs> you're back. Hello, you're back. That's lovely. Just talking about when players come and sit in the stands. You know. Yeah, so we're talking about like when Bukes and uh, and John Joe at the end of uh, you know, the season. The Oldham game, I think it was. They were in the stands. I mentioned Liam McKenzie as well. Oh, I would have loved, yeah. I would have loved if John Joe on, um, on John Joe at all day, if John Joe just gone and got sent off and come and join us <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't go down the tunnel or anything. It's just straight to the way. All right, then, ref, I'm going. See ya. In we go with the fans. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> what else have we had? I, w- I was thinking before that there, there are certain players that have raised a smile for obvious reasons, i.e. being good, like the likes of Martin Smith and Ricky Holmes, etc. There's also some players that raise a smile, don't they, Danny, for the fact that they're just maybe not quite up to it. Oh, um, oh well. As soon as you said players, you're raising a smile. There's only one place I can go with that, Charles, and that's Hildeberto. 
Oh yes, like, you can't help but think of Hildebert and just laugh. It was like, I've said it a couple of times there, but it's the right. It was exactly the right player at the wrong time. Uh, it would have been amazing to to have for like a couple of seasons, but in the, midst of, now. in the midst of a relegation battle, it's not what you need to be someone to be diving around ever and getting sent off after the full time whistle and things like that. <laughs> I remember walking out and thinking that's the most Hildeberto thing to possibly have done when someone said he's been sent off after full time. <laughs> <laughs> so what an amazing player. Imagine if we had him on one wing and Ishmael de Montagnac on the other. <laughs> oh, yes. De Montagnac. That, um, that tackle on Deli Alley still makes me yeah, smile. That's oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's definitely the sort of tackle that I used to do when I used to play because I wasn't I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> That's exactly what he's done. No, he's too good for me. Right, I'm kicking him. <laughs> oh, I like to think that this is why he's not getting in the Spurs team. Is that Jose just keeps just keeps going to him and says, "This is why you are not at the top of your game anymore," and just shows him that video of Ishmael kicking him. That'd be hilarious. I'd like that. There's been a few bad tackles over the years, hasn't it? Do you remember that Sean Dyche one? Oh, God, he broke his leg, didn't he? Oh, you could hear it. It was horrible. Oh. I, I, think, I think, actually, that was the, the one time when I've seen someone make a tackle, get up and just start walking off and not even wait for the red card. Oh, I, yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. Oh, he just literally awful. got up and off he went. And the thing There's is, a Sean Dyche moment that, that I remember where he gave away a penalty and literally, the reason why he gave the way, or how he gave the penalty away, was that he was already lying on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> floundering. <laughs> was, I just remember thinking, how has he given a penalty? Dice was already on the floor. What's he done wrong apart from being laid down and having a snooze? It was, it was ridiculous. I just, I, still to this day, I don't understand how that was a penalty. But anyway. That one, that, that one with Sean Dyche, though, when he knackered that bloke's leg, not only was it dreadful, but didn't Sean Dyche also actually carry on the stretcher because he felt so guilty? Possibly. Yeah, it was horrendous. I think he knew immediately as soon as he's done it, it's like, this is a dreadful thing, and literally picked up the stretcher and just walked it over to this poor player. Ooh. Oh, that's not made me chuckle. That's no, made it, was me cringe. it was horrendous. But Sean Dyche was just ridiculous and horrendous and brilliant all at the same time. Absolutely, I agree. Right, that's the end of part two. We'll be back in a moment and we'll we'll have a chat about some actual football coming up, shall we? We're playing Blackpool on Tuesday, so we'll chat about that. I'm Tom Cliff, Cobblers fan and proud owner of Track NN and Cafe Track. Track NN is a social enterprise set up in 2018 to support autistic people to access employment through training, support services and creating opportunities. Research showed that just 16% of autistic adults were in full-time employment and this is something which we are going to change. We opened our cafe on the Market Square in Northampton in January 2019 as a place where individuals could work and develop their employability skills and also be a place where people were free to be themselves. Since opening the cafe in January 2019, we have supported 36 people into paid employment and created over 75 work experience placements and visits for individuals. Since the coronavirus outbreak, we've not been able to open Cafe Track to its full capacity and we've instead taken our offering online. You can help support us by buying coffee virtually at buymeacoffee.com forward slash cafe track. 
your money goes to helping us to continue to create opportunities for autistic adults to gain employment. Hello, welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, right, Blackpool, Tuesday night, as long as the game does go ahead and there's not loads of rain uh, in the Blackpool area and or COVID or anything else that could stop it going ahead. Um, what, are we, what are we thinking, guys? Are you, are you going to be happy to just get a game of football going? No, I need to win. Need, we need to win. Yeah, we need like, to win. That, yeah, I, th- I reckon if we can get two results out of the next four... I think that'll stand us in good stead for the next few weeks. But I think I think what's really vital um, is that Sean mentioned the other day. Is it? Am I right in thinking that we need to have played seventy five percent of our games for PPG to come in? Is that correct? Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Or so, it's something like thirty six games yeah. or something like so, that has to have been played. Th- thinking of the logistical side of it and the mathematical side of it, we need as many points as possible in the next few weeks just to preempt something happening. Because I think God knows what they'll do if we have to call it earlier than that. But if we can get to 75% of our games or 36 games, whatever it is, and be above that relegation zone, I think that's that's really crucial. So just try and get as many on the board as possible. But I think I think now he got he's got one and he's had more time on that training field and we've got some new sign-ins. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll start going our way. Because also, as well, we had such a dreadful Christmas last year, and then we really kicked on in January and February. I know it went a bit peak-tong in March, but we can ignore that. But I think if we can have a decent January and February, we'll be all right. I mean, one one of the good things to point out, Danny, here is that if you look at the league table, because we had our game postponed on Saturday, it now means that all the teams below us have played exactly the same amount of games as us or more. So nobody has a game in hand on us. So if the season was to finish today and PPG used, then we would definitely be safe. So at the moment, we're okay. Yeah, I don't think there's this. There's any point playing to that though, really. We've just got to get, no. get as many points as we can, Charles, as Jim Bone used to say. Um, <laughs> Did he? I don't know. He might have done. It sounds like something he could say. <laughs> no, that wasn't him. That was um, John Virgo on uh, what's it called? Big Break. Big Break. What the hell is it's big only a game show? It is only a game that. show. I mean, Jim Davis. A real big fight. Jim Davis has gone well down in our estimation since then, but. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, what was the season? Like, the season won't break. finish. No, I don't think it will either. But you, I think you always have to keep that as a bit of a just in case thing, Neil. Just well, I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll put point. it in the bin, Jeffy. Oh, thanks. Uh, Blackpool, Blackpool are playing <laughs> Brighton in the FA Cup on Saturday as well. That could be a little distraction. It's at Blackpool, is it? Yeah, and then uh, we got Link- night, we got Lincoln and who else? We got three. Northern games all in all in a few days. Can't remember if it's gonna Blackpool. It's going to be a cold one up at Blackpool, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be freezing. Yeah, well, um, when they Charles's dark horses before the season started, they were. Yeah, Charles had them as champions by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you had us as champions. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Cheers for reminding me, Danny. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's still a possibility, isn't it? What's what, that? They could be champions. That cobblers could still potentially be champions, could we? Well, I mean, <laughs> I loosely so. speaking, Lo- technically, obviously, yeah. it's not going to happen. <laughs> but... Yeah, probably, but 
Yeah, you're never going to happen. I don't even know whether it is mathematically possible. <laughs> I don't know either. Surely we can't be out of the running already. <laughs> still in there, on the verge, <laughs> making a massive charge. Imagine yeah. if Mysterious Curl just makes a last-ditch charge to the playoffs and just by some kind of technicality that we get in on goal difference and then he <laughs> sends us off to the championship and we're well away. Most there successful no manager chance. in the history in modern no day. Chance we're, there's no chance we're getting in playoffs on a technicality, Jeffy. Come on. We, we, <laughs> wouldn't, we wouldn't do fun, anything though? like that. <laughs> Can you imagine this squad in the championship? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite worrying that it's that funny. It, it would be... Uh, it, I reckon we'd be in danger of double figures at times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we would be. Especially if you imagine if Sheffield United come down and we go up, imagine Sheffield United that just tear us apart, wouldn't they? I think everyone would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everyone else. But I mean, Danny, maybe... what's what's the stats looking like on Blackpool? Have they got who are we go? Who are we worried about? Um, they got that Ben Woodburn on loan from Liverpool. He's a decent player, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's half decent, isn't he? Yeah. They got old uh, Jerry Yates. He used to play for, play for Swindon last year. Jerry Kesh- Yates. Oh yeah, yeah. Cashy Anderson's in there. Oh, no, no, Cashy no, Anderson no. is injured. Yeah, he's out. Oh. yeah, he's definitely out. He posted a picture in his hospital bed, didn't he? Oh, the other did day? oh they've got Gary Medine up front. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. And Luke Garbett. He's a, a decent defender. Have they got such a relatively decent squad? Well, they're supposed let's to be, be big fair, hitters, aren't they? Well, let's be fair. They, they can't be that good. I mean, I predicted there was my, like, dark horses, didn't I? And look, did. they're, like, 14th. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, that didn't work out very well for me, did it? But there you yeah, go. That's... Still a chance. I, I, come on, Danny. I can't see them going and getting promoted now. Can you? <laughs> Neil was talking about us going well, while you were away. Neil was talking about the Cobblers still winning the league. Hey, Good for Neil. Until it's technically impossible, I still believe. <laughs> it was still technically possible for us to be non-league an hour before we saved ourselves on in 2014. So anything is possible, Neil. You're absolutely right. I still believe. I still <laughs> believe. <laughs> Little rendition of three lines. I love it. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, uh, with this game against Blackpool, th- there's part of me that worries. We've had this renewed hope kind of thing a few times where we've had a bit of a, you know, a bit of a gap between games. And we sort of like that going, yeah, well, Curls had time. Danny, you said it. Curls had a bit of time on the training field and, you know, get a bit of fitness. We've had two new signings, of course, as well. I just, I worry that I'm going to be sort of thinking to myself, you know, this will be good. And then what will actually happen is we'll get tonked 4-0 again. Well, it'd be very foolish of you to think that in the first place, Charles. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry for being optimistic, Jeffy. <laughs> well, you just got to look at it as if we're going to lose every game and then celebrate if we don't, is what I go with in League One. <laughs> Pleasantly uh, the surprised. New, the new boy's going to play, do we think? Oh, they've got to, surely. You can't go uh, bringing in players like that and chucking them on the bench. you just got to chuck them in, see what yeah. happens. Yeah, a few few days extra, they're probably happy for it, aren't they? So. Get them in. I, I think I, I one of them be on the bench. Which one? Uh, I think he will leave. Um, what's his name? I, feel, I can't even remember their names. Mickey Miller. So you've got Mick, Mikel Miller. That's it. Yeah, Mikel Mikel Miller. I think Miller will be left on the bench and Edmondson um, up front. Yeah, Edmondson will will start probably. 
I yeah, I I can I can see why why you do that in fairness because Edmondson is definitely the 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 target man esque striker, isn't he? So I tell you what, if he's got it right and Edmondson and Rose can partner up, that would be brilliant. I'd I'd just like anyone to partner up, to be honest, at the moment. What key involved at the front? That'd be amazing. It's not like we're gonna play attacking, is it, really, on Tuesday. So No. No, it'll take a point. He'll probably lob Edmondson up front on his own. Yeah. And then it'll be like a, a, a straight swap with Harry Smith on around about 78 minutes yeah. when Edmondson's run out of juice. But do you yeah. reckon, though, that Edmondson would be a little bit more clinical? You've only got to be clinical once to score a goal. Yeah, I mean, Harry Smith is clinical. But he just never gets any chances. Oh, I don't know. I don't think See, he's, he's as convincing. I wouldn't call Harry clinical. Smith clinical. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I don't think I would. Jeez, well, that's dangerous territory, that is, Charles. <laughs> I think I think the fact is is that he he it's not like he misses loads of chances. He doesn't get enough chances to be able to to go and do, but he does score goals. So I, I kind of look at it and go, I think it's I think it's different. I think it's far too difficult to turn around and say that Emerson is definitely going to be more clinical than him. I'd hope so if we brought him in. Is that not but the idea? I, I think I think we need him to be a different player. I think we need him to be better than Harry Smith all round. That's what we need is better players. Every time we've, and so far, in fairness, every time we've signed somebody, Alan Sheehan, Ricky Holmes, I mean, okay, Ricky's going again probably, but, you know, they've always been better than what, what we've already got. So I can't fault Keith on that that department. Unless you talk about the defence. Well, no, I just did. Sheehan is better than what we had. No, Lloyd I Jones mean is better summer. than what we had. I mean, in the summer. Well, I'm not talking about the summer. Okay. Forget well, how convenient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I will choose. I will choose what I'm talking about <laughs> to suit my point. <laughs> Leave me alone. Good. I'm. I'm glad that shut you all up. <laughs> and, and, and here endeth the lesson. Uh, um, I, 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 look, I. I kind of want. I'm, I'm worried about this week. Blackpool away, and then Lincoln at home. Is it a home yeah, Lincoln? We, yeah, we could get... At, no, it's away. It's yeah, three away. Oh, row, yeah. We could worse. get absolutely stuffed at Lincoln, couldn't we? I'm just, I'm really surprised Lincoln are doing so well, you know. I mean, hats I'm off not. to them. Are you not? No, no it's always... always <laughs> You're not wearing a hat, Neil? No. What's that got to do with anything? You said hats off, Charles. Oh, okay. I'm unable to join in. Okay. <laughs> but the sole reason that I don't have that on. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I think it's not a surprise. Lincoln. I've got some decent footballers. Appleton. As much as we don't particularly like him, he does get the team playing pretty well, doesn't he? So I don't think it's that surprising. Do you, uh, do you not? Do you not think it's it's surprising that they're ahead of the likes of Hull, Portsmouth, Charlton, Ipswich, Sunderland? Absolutely not. And do you want to know why, I think, personally? Yes. It's because That's... they all reckon they're bigger than they actually are. Until they realise that they ain't done no good and they're the same as any other League One team, then they ain't going to do very well. Well, Hull is still second and Portsmouth are third. No, but I think they think they're going to be running away with leagues. Do you know what I mean? I think these teams think that they're going to be absolutely, like we did in League Two that year, they reckon they're going to be running away with it. And that's why they spend years and years down in League Two and League One because they haven't got to grips with the fact that they're just as rubbish as us lot. 
I think that's I think a good point. Yeah, I don't think there's. It's more of a Lincoln. Uh, if those teams were all firing on cylinders, Lincoln would probably be a little bit lower down the table, right? But absolutely, <clears throat> they're they're not. That's their problem mm. for Lincoln. In Who time- knows? Maybe we'll surprise ourselves. Maybe this will be where Keith turns it around and we go on a unbeaten Amazing. twelve game romp. Was, oh, it ten, romp. was it ten games last romp. season? In the end, that we went on that mad run. Was no, it, 10, it can't or be was ten it seven? games. I don't think it was t- winning ten, but we we didn't lose for ten games or something. Danny, you're stat man, you know. No, no idea. Oh. <laughs> That's Brilliant. Nice. Let, let me do some research and get back to you. Stat me on the on the spot. <laughs> Why not? That's what you're here for, Danny. Stat man, <laughs> stat man, Danny. Stat me on the spot. <laughs> Coming soon to ITV with Bradley <laughs> Walsh. It would be a Bradley Walton. <laughs> Absolutely. Stab me sideways <laughs> with Vernon K. I do. So, it's I mean, right. I, I, still all right. Don't worry. If we, if we quickly look at these fixtures, so Blackpool away, Lincoln away, Fleetwood away, all in the same week, oh, basically. Northern Jolly. I mean, it's a, a Northern Jolly. <laughs> I think he's I, just going to go on, the, on a beer bus. Uh, yeah, they're going camping, remember? Yeah. <laughs> In the Winnebago. Have, have um, Fleetwood got a manager yet? Oh, good question. I don't think so. I've not seen anything be unveiled. I, Statman Dan, have Fleetwood got a manager yet? Fleetwood Town? Yeah. Yeah, from Fleetwood Town. League One? Yeah. Of League One fame, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Ooh. That all ended a bit strangely as well, didn't it? Danny Barton leaving. Yeah, it was very... Danny Barton. Danny Barton? Danny Barton. <laughs> Jerry Barton. Crikey. At least I didn't say Warren. Um... <laughs> Get him in. Warren Barton. Get Warren him in. Brilliant Barton. Hair. What great hair Warren Barton had. <laughs> they had a few back then, didn't they? Newcastle with decent hair. Yeah, David Ginola. Oh. Uh, Darren Peacock had a good mop. Peacock had a great mop. What about uh, Philippe Albert? Philippe Albert. Oh. Albert. Do you count... <laughs> I, I I know he didn't have a great barnet, but Rob Lee, I remember his hair going silvery grey at some point. Probably oh, not in Newcastle. Years it was later. a silver fox or anything. Oh, he yeah. did go silver fox-esque, didn't he? Properly. It was it was quite quite beautiful, I seem to remember. Had some interesting players up at Newcastle, haven't they? Yeah. Rule, um, <laughs> didn't have Rule Fox at one point. Oh, I don't know. Did <laughs> they? Didn't name Newcastle players. Then. Did yeah, he have a spell up there? Yeah, Tino Espria. I remember Tino Espria. Uh, what's the your man who um, belted the the um, advertising hoardings when he scored? Oh, Tamuri uh, Ketsbaya. Ketsbaya, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's the one. This is all before what? Jeffy's time. Did they have a uh, Jeffy's Brian... going to name um, Matt Longstaff? <laughs> Did they have Brian Kilkline? <laughs> <laughs> Another hair. Maybe it's the northeast that just attracts. Maybe they've got really good barbers up there or something. I'm going to Google Newcastle players from the 1990s. Brian Kilkline. Yeah, Newcastle he was, yeah. Regular listener Brian's going to love this, um, being a Newcastle fan. <laughs> Is it Brian Kilkline? Pavel Cernicek. Oh, yeah. Pavel Cernicek. He was a good one. Yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we bring it back? Jonathan to... Woodgate played for Newcastle, did he? Yeah, didn't he go there yeah, after Round Twilight of his career, yeah. Barry Venison. <laughs> Another one. It's just the hair. It isn't it. What's going on? 
I was no one found this out before. They were known at that. They were known as uh, it was a up and coming place, Newcastle back then, wasn't it? Rule Fox did play. Yeah. Wow. Name that hair. <laughs> That's what Name we should have done. Hair. Well, look, let's leave it there because clearly it's descended into chaos. And let's leave it here. We are not. That's because going I disappeared to... to do my research, Charles, and I found it if you want to hear it. Go on, go on then. It End was... the podcast with your research, Jeffy. It was eight games and it was after we got absolutely slaughtered by Crawley and we went on that bit of a run. It was eight games we didn't lose for. Brilliant. Well, hopefully we'll we'll have the same again, shall we? Look, thank you very much for listening to our um, most. I think I think that's the best podcast we've done of the season, boys and girls. I think it really was a fabulous, fabulous effort. Make sure you subscribe to not miss an episode. We'll be back with the preview show on Friday morning. All being well. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. the cup there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages the cobblers are going through into division one bring them on because we deserve it Nolberto Solano. Oh, Nobby. <laughs> Titus Bramble. Mark Viduca. Here's another one. Fabrizio Colacini. Oh, Colacini. Oh, uh, Bill Curry, apparently. Bill Curry? <laughs> that sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> and Barry Venison doesn't. Hang on. <laughs> good, good point. There's a food theme there. Maybe we could do that next pod. Food-themed oh, footballers. Love it. Dave, <laughs> steak. Kieran Dyer. <laughs> Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.